Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I love Anchor because it allows me to record without having to spend thousands of dollars on equipment that I would probably have difficulty using anyways. So Anchor makes it all possible with a simple app. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me, Lou Mavs, and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, Rat Sound Review Network has plenty of shows to choose from. Like Rat Sound Review, where they discuss the latest rock and metal news, as well as interviews and albums. Album vs. Album, the King Diamond Podcast, with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and sometimes this guy. Smack him a gob! Ralph Vieira is also on our network with the Vieira Bowl. There's also... Old Man Metal's Musings, where he discusses heavy metal and beer. Music is Life with Lou Mavs. The Right Opinion for Those Who Love Politics. A South Park podcast called Suck My Balls. The Infinite Fringe. A watch-along wrestling show called Beyond Bushido. Extradivarius guitarist, the Timo Tolki podcast. And the great Harry Barnett with I Don't Even Like Podcast and The Laugh Cast. So check out RatSoundReview.com or search RatSoundReview on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. You're listening to the Music is Life podcast with your host, Lou Mabs. On the Rat Sound Review Network. What's going on, everyone? Hope you're doing well. It's Lou Mavs. You're listening to the Music is Live podcast on the Rat Sour Review Network. Also available on various streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Pandora, apparently. Hopefully we'll get as many listeners as the band Trap gets, but we just won't get too headstrong about it. Aha, uh-huh. really bad pun. It was a very bad pun, actually. <laughs> but, you know, they can't all be good. You need to expect that sometimes, especially if you know me. Uh, I got a really big announcement to make. I have been asked by the high muckety-muck of Rat's Eye Review Network, Wayne Noon, to be the official third co-host in the flagship show, Rat's Eye Review, or as Dusty Rhodes would call it, The Mothership. 605. On the super station. Uh, no, okay, now, now, now I'm getting to old school NWA wrestling territory. But Wayne asked me to be a part of the flagship show, which I am very humbled and honored to be a part of it. 
So thank you, Wayne. And thank you to the Grand Poobah, Greg Noggle, for, uh, you know, wanting me to be a part of it. It's great. You know, love you guys. And very grateful to Wayne because, you know, Wayne and I have known each other for the better part of 20 years. And, you know, I... I was a fan of his band first before we became friends and we became friends through the years and at this rate he's probably one of my closest and you know I'm I'm grateful to it you know he he was one of the first people other than my wife to see something of value when it came to my podcasting and you know when when someone is willing to when someone puts their time and effort and, and faith in you, it makes you really want to try hard, you know, not just for yourself, but for the people who believe in you. And I, and I always said a long time ago that if you get at least one person to like what you're doing, then you made, you know, you made a positive difference. And I, I truly believe that. And I'm grateful to Wayne because apparently I heard a statistic a long time ago that most podcasts don't last more than 10 episodes. Well, I'm pushing on episode 40 almost. And even though I'm very sporadic in the amount of podcasting I get to do because I do work full time, I am a parent, I'm married, and, you know, I, I have a very busy life. Um, I, it's, the show has officially gone on two years and I'm pushing 40 episodes, and I have a lot of stuff planned uh, coming up that I'm really excited about. Stuff that I can't discuss yet, but you know, when when the time comes, you'll see what it is. And for me, it's a big deal. So, you know, I I really I really believe in Music Is Live podcast. I believe in what I'm putting out there. Oh, and of course, I forgot to mention, you know, you can also subscribe to me on YouTube, Music is Life Podcast. I have my own channel now. I got three videos up there. I plan on actually taking some of the older content and making full-length videos out of it and just fixing up the audio and, you know, making something presentable that people can watch and enjoy. And, um, um, you know, I, I just really want to move forward to it. Um, forward with it, excuse me, God, can't even speak English right now, you know, Eric Adams from Beyond Bushido, I gotta give him some love and give him a shout out, he, <laughs> he gave me one of the funniest compliments, he said, you know, Lou's got a great, great voice for radio, but the problem is sometimes his Queen's accent comes on too strong, and you know, I never thought I had a Queen's accent, but then I listened to myself speak, and I'm like, holy fuck do I have a Queen's accent. And I've been living on Long Island now since 2006. That's 15 years I've been living, you know, between Nassau and Suffolk County, and I I can't shake the fucking Queen's accent. But, you know, it's part of me. I I, I can't help it. it. It's there. I'm 40 years old right now, and I think at this point, it's too late for me to change. I mean, you know, when, when I'm in a situation where I'm comfortable and, you know, it just comes out. I can't help it. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay talking, you know, as a podcaster. I'm okay talking one-on-one. But then when I'm at work, I'm like, 
thank you for calling, blah, blah, blah. My name is Lou. How may I help you? It's like, you know, you got to put the professional on. But then, you know, when the eight-hour workday is over, it's like, God damn, oh, fuck, yeah, bad, that. You know, you, you just turn into this big verbal pile of queen's mush. And, eh. Eric is right. <laughs> but it hasn't stopped me from doing what I do. And I will continue to do it, whether people like it or not. And like I said, whether I have one listeners or a million listeners, I'm still going to be me. I don't think corporate sponsorships could change anything that I do. And hopefully we'll look back on this episode and I won't be eating my words. And I also won't promote anything that I don't use. I don't want to promote anything that I don't use. I think it's fake as fuck when people do that and I don't like it. You know, I... Eric one time also made a joke. He said, you know, you should you should promote Blue Chews. I don't know if anyone knows what Blue Chews is, but basically it's a pill you take to help maintain an erection. Now, I don't mean to brag or anything. I don't need Blue Chews. <laughs> I don't need blue juice. I don't need Viagra. Why in the hell would I take that crap? But, you know, such is the life of a podcaster. If you ever get to a point where you're monetized and people pay you to, you know, promote their products, do you say no? Do you say yes? You know, where where do your morals come into play? Where do your scruples come into play? And, you know, I really can't see myself promoting something that I either don't use or don't believe in. I wouldn't want to do that. You know, I, I've always tried to maintain transparency. I've always tried to maintain honesty with everything that I do. And I don't see any reason why I should, you know, shake that. I'd rather do my podcast for free and enjoy being me than have to be something I'm not. I've tried being something I'm not and I've made money from it and I've, I resent myself for it on more than one occasion and I will never do that again. I don't ever want to do that again, you know, and the only reason why I ever did it was because... My family is the most important thing in the world to me. It truly is. More than anything, more than podcasting, more than music, you know, my my wife, my daughter, my mother, my brother, my sisters-in-law, you know, my 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 parents-in-law, my 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 brothers-in-law, my cousins, aunts, family, you know, my 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 friends. You know, those are the most important things. Those are the most important things in the world to me. You know, music and podcasting I could do without, but I do it because I enjoy doing it. And, you know, whether I make another dime from playing a gig again or, you know, doing anything music-related again, that's it's kind of irrelevant to me. I'm past that. You know, I don't need that kind of validation. Uh, I rather enjoy doing what I'm doing, and if people like it, great. If not, fuck is. I don't care. <laughs> That's just the fact of life. But the crazy thing is I've actually been more involved musically 
creatively too. Now more than I've ever been in my entire. Well, yeah, no, my entire life. You know, like I'm I'm writing songs with uh, the Roundtable, Matt and Bob, who are two of my oldest friends from St. John's University. You know, Matt and I are actually getting the creative juices flowing, and Bob's actually been getting his uh, hands dirty with uh, production. He's become a pretty good producer. You know, like splicing uh, the ideas together and you know creating something from it and that's great i'm also writing stuff with uh my buddy jay crawford you know uh my former drummer from this bitter season and surrender to providence and you know former drummer for orion and a shit ton of other bands i mean jay is you know uh, jay is my all-time favorite drummer you know like (laughs) Uh, anytime you put me and him in a room together to get creative, like, I mean, I think we could come up with like a whole album in an hour, you know, (laughs) it's great stuff. He's, he's wonderful. So I'm happy to be working with him. Um, I'm helping my wife out now with uh, production on her own stuff, which I'm excited about, you know, working with Wayne on the cover series. I've been asked now to actually, uh, perform, you know, at my friend's backyard barbecue and a couple of songs where I'll be able to play, you know, This Time by Life of Agony, which I'm psyched as hell about. And, you know, um, and again, I think it's just a matter of like, you know, when you remove the toxicity, toxicity in your life and you start changing your attitude to be more positive, you know, I definitely think that the universe reciprocates that positivity. I truly believe that. And I don't care if people think I'm a wackadoo for feeling that way. I'm I'm sticking to it. And uh, what else? Uh, you know, I actually recently put up a uh, a video of me playing Bastille Day from Rush. I actually found an app. Uh, sorry, found an app called Moises. I think that's how it's pronounced. M O I S C S. Heard about it from. A, uh, a YouTuber who uses the app to take out the guitar parts and she records over them and makes videos from that. You know, you can take the original track and, you know, dilutes, uh, well, I don't know if dilutes the right word, but remove certain parts from the songs and you can record yourself doing it, whether it's vocals or whether it's bass or drums or guitars or whatever. So I did it with a guitar and uh, I did my first one with Bastille Day from Rush. And, you know, I didn't get a lot of hits on it on Instagram, but, you know, or, or Facebook, but that doesn't bother me. Um, I'm putting out there that just because I'm not in a band anymore, I'm still playing. I'm still standing. I don't care what anyone says. And, you know, like I said, it doesn't matter if it's one person, 10 people, or 10,000 people who like it. I'm still going to put it out there. And if that means that me doing that, you know, the universe reciprocates with people saying, hey, you want to jam? Or, you know, hey, I like what you're doing. You know, put out more stuff. That kind of positivity is what fuels me. Probably more than money. Which, again... It's the reason why I called my podcast Music is Life. I don't mean to sound like an old man right now when, <laughs> when, when, I, when, when I say this, but I remember working for 
a record label in 1999. I was an intern at NG Records, which became Artemis Records. At the time, they had Orange 9mm, who was one of my favorite hardcore bands of all time. Shout out to Shaka, who's now doing Ghost Decibels. And now going to be releasing his own podcast called F With Me. That's E-F-F With Me. For the uninitiated, that's an old street saying, you know, fuck with me or, you know, who who you're dealing with or what you're dealing with or what you're fucking with, whatever, you know. God, I've been dropping a lot of F-bombs this episode. Anyway, so they had Orange 9mm and they had just signed Kitty to the label, this Toronto metal band of four teenage girls who got to do OzFest in 2000, you know, and they deserve all the success they got. So, you know, I remember working at a record label before the Napster thing. So I remember when record labels were important, (laughs) you know, but we don't live in that day and age anymore because now you can do everything on your own. And the purpose was uh, of, of the podcast initially was to be able to differentiate what the music industry was like back then and what it means to be a musician right now. Technically, you could be a musician who weaves their own path creatively and you can own your publishing you can own your copyright you can own the rights to to your music you can release it on your own chances are if you're working a full-time gig and you're releasing music whether you're going on and performing it or not as long as you're pushing it and marketing it and getting it out there it's a great revenue stream you know i feel really bad for a lot of heritage artists who all they know is the right, record, tour, right, record, tour, right, record, tour lifestyle where the record labels drop, you know, cash loads upon cash loads upon them. It's not like that anymore. It really isn't. You know, nobody buys CDs anymore and artists do not get the revenue stream they don't get the revenue from streaming or downloads. That's all going to the record labels. I think I, I, I mentioned it on Ratsai Review Show. I said every 5,000 streams is equal to the sale of one record at, at this point. I could be completely wrong. I may not be wrong, but that's what it's become. And I ask you, how is that fair to the artist? It really isn't. It really isn't when the record label is the one that's pocketing it. And they're like, oh, we're losing money. Well, you're taking in all the revenue stream from the people that are actually creating it. So I say, fuck the record labels and all that. You do you and just be smart. Start your own publishing company. Copyright your shit. Own the rights to your music. And if you put it out there, if you get enough people to enjoy it, it's a great secondary revenue stream. That's what I think of when I think of the music industry now. Which, as far as I'm concerned, I'm an outsider of the music industry. I want, I, (laughs) I say the old Groucho Marx line, I don't want to join any club that would have me as a member. I'd rather be my own island, stand on my own, you know? And being a Scorpio, I'm a water sign. And water is supposed to, you know, you go with the tide, I guess, when you're a water sign. So I just don't let things get to me 
about the music industry anymore. I don't care about what's popular. I'll like what I will like. And I don't need people to tell me what to like. I'll promote and, and you know, talk up artists and bands that I think are worthy of people's time. But whether they're in the mainstream or not is irrelevant to me. I could care less about what's what's popular. But again, it 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 tailors down to the name of the podcast, Music is Life. When you love music, when you play music, you record and you perform music, it it becomes ingrained in you and you know, it, it it's it's life's blood. I remember when I was at my lowest points in life and music helped me get me through. Same with my wife, same with a lot of other people. You know, when you're in a in a bum state, music helps you get out of it, you know? And I remember saying a long time ago to myself that type of, you know, I grew up a huge fan of Black Sabbath, my favorite band of all time. But for me, Typo Negative was the band when I was a teenager was the one that I could relate to, probably because they were four bums from New York City like I was. And I could just relate to it. And I, I think that's important because when when things get you down, when things aren't what you would like them to be, when they when when you realize that you can't shape things into the way you want them because it's just not how the way things work. And when you have that control in your life where you can say, Wow, I found I found a band that speaks to me, that's how I feel about typo negative. You know, when I was a teenager, their music meant everything to me. And I think, I, you know, I think it's important that people recognize the fact, you know, when I say that all art is valid because, you know, typo negative means something to me. It may not to you. What may mean something to you instead is maybe the music of Korn or the music of Deftones or the music of Tupac. Yes, I realize I'm dating myself talking about 90s artists, but I can't really think of anyone in the mainstream right now that's of that same quality of art. But that's not to say that it's not valid just because it doesn't mean anything to me doesn't mean it might not mean something to you. You know, you do you. That's... You do you. All right? Fuck what everyone says. You know, forget the Twitterati. Forget what the freaking tastemakers and the the influencers on social media say. You do you. Stand on your own two feet. You know, when when I say music is life, it's not just a slogan for me. It's it's a it's my life, and it's you know, you you can change it with anything to make it relate to you. You know, like art is your life, or you know, cooking is your life. You know, the find that passion and do something with it. You know, I. I get to do music, whether it's recording or writing or performing it. And for me, podcasting just adds to it because I get to talk about other than my the, my family, which is the most important thing in the world to me. And that includes my friends. Music is that thing. And yeah, that's all I can really say about it. But I will end on this. To, to add to the whole music is life thing. Um, my wife, Erin, posted on her Facebook about our daughter, Anna, that she had just, that she had just gotten surgery. 
Anna was diagnosed with trigger thumb on her right thumb uh, the Monday after Christmas. You know, I took her to the orthopedic and they x-rayed it and they found that she had a tendon that was keeping her right thumb from getting full range of motion. How did we notice something was wrong? Well, first of all, I have to give all the credit in the world to my amazing wife because she's the one who noticed. Erin is a classically trained pianist and she is a Catholic school music teacher and a songwriter and a, a an artist that has her own CD out on iTunes. Pick it up. It's called Beneath the Curtain by Erin Michelle. Shameless plug. And yes, I play guitar and bass on it. Shameless plug for me too. Whatever. Fuck you. I don't care if you like it or not. Anyway, Aaron was the one who noticed it. Why? Because as a piano player and as a piano teacher, she knows all about full range of motion. And she's the one that noticed that Anna didn't have it in her right hand. And she focused on it and she said, we have to get it checked out. Anna's two and a half. When I brought her to the doctor, the doctor, the one who actually did the surgery, which was a huge success, said, how did you notice this at such a young age? And I told the doctor, I said, I didn't. My wife did. Because my wife is a piano player and she's the one who noticed because she's all about range of motion on the hands. And she said, I can't tell you how many times parents bring their kids in for this surgery. And by the time I work on them, it's at a point where it's kind of too late. Too late meaning it's harder for the kids to heal from the surgery when they reach a certain age. And she said that Aaron was one of the first parents who noticed this at such a young age, two and a half. It's completely Abby normal. But again, when I say music is life, I'm not bullshitting because... Aaron noticed that there was an issue with our daughter's range of motion because as a piano player, something seemed abnormal about Anna to her and she did her due diligence and I was the one that took Anna to the orthopedic and we took care of it. We met the challenge head on. Because of that, Anna now has full usage of her whole right hand the thumb, everything. She's giving me thumbs up. She's actually got a good grip on things right now. She's starting to write more with her right hand. She's starting to use a fork more with her right hand. You know, I'm telling you, man, no bullshit when I say music is life. Because it saved our daughters. And I am the most blessed man in the world because I have the best wife in the world who was the one who recognized it. So shout out to Aaron Michelle, my awesome wife, and to Anna Christine, my amazing daughter. Well, I love them both more than anything. Anyways, I'm gonna cut it early. I this is my tenth time at my my tenth attempt at trying to record an episode of the podcast in the past two three days. So I'm just gonna end it on a high note, and want to give a shout out to Wayne Greg and my Rodside Review family. Shout out to James and Eric over at Beyond Bushido. James and I are going to do an episode about the greatness of Roy Clark. So fuck you assholes who think that Roy Clark was only ever good for hee-haw. All right? The dude was a shredder before being a shredder was a thing. 
And uh, what else? Shout out to all the shows on Rod Side Review. Right Opinion. Um, uh, man, there's too many to mention. Oh, well, oh, yeah. Shout out to my boy, Ralph Vieira and Vieira Vaults. Actually, uh, Ralph is not going to be on the show, but one of the episodes I plan on doing is a trauma rep- retrospective. And Ralph and I actually have a, uh, we're, we're bound by trauma. And I'll explain that story when it comes time for me to record the trauma episode. And a uh, big shout out to, oh man, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately, actually. Let me go through my uh, my Apple iTunes real quick to tell you who I've been listening to. Um, well, check out Ray Goots, my old buddy from school, who's got the Goots cast and and Goots' Disney pod. Uh, Finn McKenzie in the Punk Rock NBA. Toby Morse from H2O with One Life, One Chance. The Josta Show with Jamie Hatebreed. Love that show. The Traders Mind, Sh- Mind Chat Show with uh, Michael Lamoth, my brother-in-law, and his amazing wife, my beautiful sister-in-law, Melissa Lamont. And what else? Oh, yeah. Miss Cindy Jiram and Matt Michelo over at Good News Crew and Kokomoka Media. Shout out to Lord Ezek and Danny Diablo over at uh, Diablo's Den Podcast. Great, great podcast talking about, uh, you know, life as a musician from the New York hardcore scene to where he is right now. Danny Diablo, the rapper, you know, much love for that guy. Just found out he graduated from my high school, Bryan High School in Long Island City, Astoria, Queens. That's pretty cool. And also Dave and Dave Unchained, a Van Halen podcast. So, boom. And I don't think I mentioned it, but Chris and Aaron over at Decibel Geek. Give them some love. All right. So... Again, please subscribe to the Music is Live podcast on all podcast formats. Also, Ratsaw Review Network. And check me out on YouTube over at Music is Live podcast. So, cheers and peace. Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, Ratsaw Review Network has plenty of shows to choose from. Like Ratsaw Review, where they discuss the latest rock and metal news, as well as interviews and albums. Album versus Album, the King Diamond Podcast with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and sometimes this guy. Smack him a gob! Ralph Vieira is also on our network with the Vieira Bowl. There's also Old Man Metal's Musings, where he discusses heavy metal and beer. Music is Life with Lou Mavs. The Right Opinion for those who love politics. A South Park podcast called Suck My Balls. The Infinite Fringe. A watch-along wrestling show called Beyond Bushido. Extradivarius guitarist, the Timo Tolki podcast. And the great Harry Barnett with I Don't Even Like Podcast and The Laugh Cast. So check out RatSoundReview.com or search RatSoundReview on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more.